Hi, this is Everett, producer of The Scalpel with Dr. Keith Rose, bringing you part two of a two-part episode. Dr. Rose and Bryce Eddy, partners in freedom. I really enjoy when these guys get together. Always great conversation. Uh, leaning to the spiritual side. And if you have ever wondered why America has fallen into its situation, well, in this episode, you find out why. We'll also find a light to the way out. Can this be changed? It's no wonder that we're under the judgment that we are. Now, this is episode 283. If you did not hear part one, jump back one episode. Listen to episode 282, Who is King in America, part one. Please like and share The Scalpel with Dr. Keith Rose. And if you are someone who likes to be healthy, health is good. It's a gift from God. Brickhouse Nutrition is a company that makes Field of Greens. This is a product that Dr. Rose has used for years, long before we ever partnered with Brickhouse Nutrition. If you purchase through the link that we provide, it helps the scalpel out a little bit. Visit scalpeledge.com slash brickhouse. Here we go. The Scalpel with Dr. Keith Rose. Cutting down to the truth through history and experience. Subscribe to The Scalpel wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at The Scalpel Podcast, on Twitter at The Scalpel Edge, or the website scalpeledge.com. The next episode of The Scalpel starts now. And, and when I say evil, anything that's against God's laws. God loves the homosexual just as much as he loves the heterosexual. Heterosexual Amen. sin is just as bad as homosexual sin. Look, I was... I was grieving the Holy Spirit in my sinful life just like anyone else. I mean, sin is sin. That's the root cause. We have a nation suffering because we have a nation that is in sin. And here's the critical part. We are starting to legislate sin. Again, things that are against the Ten Commandments. The first commandment, you should have no God before, other, uh, before God. You know, you've put no one before God. Well, we're doing that all the time. What do we put before yes. God? We Everything. Put, money, <laughs> put ideology. We put all of that. And we're paying people with the money from people that are working so people don't work. We're taking the money from people that have gone to college, I mean, or don't that didn't go to college, I'm sorry, that are working, and they're paying the debt on people that are going for college. It's It's completely against God's laws. It's... And the first four Ten Commandments are so important because the first four Ten Commandments, uh, the first four of the Ten Commandments are how we relate to God. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall have no idols. Or let me well, let me correct that. Idolology. You know, you shall not take the Lord your God's name in vain. What they mean by that is you will not blaspheme God. You will not attribute a characteristic to God that is not His nature. Like and saying, you will not oh, do God evil under his banner and you will not do right. evil under his banner and in right. his name, which is, yeah, that, that's a misunderstood one routinely. Right. But all these things, the first four are so critical because if you're not keeping the first four, and again, they deal with my vertical relationship with Christ and my position in the kingdom. If I don't keep that first four, I'm unable to keep the last six. So I can't honor my father and my mother and I'll tell them they don't know what they're doing and I'll just, you know, push away from them. I can't not murder. You know, I won't 
people that are committing adultery, stealing, bearing false witness, lying, coveting. Everything the left in their kingdom is about coveting. Everything the left in their kingdom is about stealing from one and giving to another. Because and you can call it socialism, you can call it communism, but it's people without the king on the throne. So right now, I think we have to look, and you can look at Matthew 22 when it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind. And then the second thing is love your neighbor as yourself. That sums up the Ten Commandments. God first, love him completely. Then love yourself, which you can only love yourself if you're fallen with Christ in you. And then love your neighbor. And we as a society have just fallen away from that. And I think James Lindsay would agree with this. No society that has fallen away and does not worship God has ever survived. That's 100%. Yeah. So, okay, so, I, you know, I, um, I, I said this, uh, and I've said this a couple of times, um, and I, th I think this is uh, empirically true. You will always have a religion of some kind reign supreme in a culture. Always. Okay. There is this false idea that you can have a secularist, uh, a secular society, but the truth is you cannot, they, they fill the void with some kind of spirituality, some kind of religion, some kind of form of worship. In the case of what we've got going on now, it's certainly the worship of the self. It's uh, pillars are things like the environment and, you know, Ukraine and whatever else is in a person's bio, uh, uh, you know, on the top of Twitter, you know, those are their pillars of, of kind of their, their, um, religion right now. Our founding fathers were, uh, were so wise in the way that they set the guardrails because they knew, and, and again, they wrote about the fact that, you know, I mean, uh, ben Benjamin Franklin coming out, Hey, I handed you a Republic if you can keep it, madam. Right. And, you know, that was the idea that they know that our tendency is because of our sinful hearts and desire to destroy. And, uh, and over time, you know, this thing, they, they kind of saw as, okay, it's going to, it's going to be in enduring, but it's not forever. You know, only the kingdom of God is forever. So now we're battling the um, falling apart uh, of our republic, the destruction of our republic at the hands of um, these, you know, secular humanists. And, you know, we're and we're seeing it. And so where um, we get into trouble, I think, is that in order to have liberty, we we don't have we are in a pluralistic nation where people come to you know come to Christ voluntarily, you know we don't we don't make the choice to be um, you know a theocracy uh, you know where like like the nation of um, you know like the Islamic nations where we we say okay you you know convert or die uh, you know transform uh, and toe the line uh, according to our our religious precepts or else you know we're we're going to you know off you. Um, so that's, that's where I think that we, we need to have moral men return to government. Okay. Um, you know, as, as our founding fathers intended, I think we need to boot out the evil ideologies from our infrastructure, from our, you know, government institutions. They've done this institutional capture that we're suffering under now. It's, it's gone on for 
70 years they had this long game plan, and, and here we are now. So, where I'm struggling is, okay, what's the answer, right? Um, what is the appropriate way that we love on the sinful people that are caught up in this? Because I believe that there are, there are evil demonic actors, you know, behind the scenes of these things, pushing the globalism, uh, you know, pushing these evil ideologies, uh, pushing communism, socialism, you know, whatever flavor of the day they want to call it. But what, you know, what do we do to the people that are caught? Now, I do think people are waking up. I mean, we are seeing it right now. I mean, this, you know, Pride Month is not going as it was expected. Um, I mean, even Xbox had had their little Pride um, symbol up for just a few days and they pulled it down and changed it really quick. And a lot of companies are doing that because they're realizing that normal people are waking up. People who who are, are are starting to go, hey, hey, wait a second, we don't want this, and and we're seeing boycotts work for the first time and all that. So, my question on all this is, what is the correct? Christian response, because it's not throwing homosexuals off of buildings, which no. some people on the internet, uh, you know, some of these these people posing as as believers are are calling for a you know genuine theocracy. They're they're grabbing the banner of Christian nationalism and and all of those sort of ideas, and I think that that's very dangerous because that's a ploy by the enemy as well. Our regulatory agencies think you are total rubes and idiots. So I have to tell you that Alliance and Trust family pays me to say this, but I did grow up with them and they've handled my entire financial world for nearly 30 years. And as a testament to their talents, they've managed to keep me not just out of trouble, which in and of itself is remarkable, but they've helped me to build real wealth. They've assisted me through complex business transactions and family matters. Now, even my daughters are working with Uncle Randy to put financial disciplines in place for their futures. Invest with people who share our values and will help you to be a good steward with what God has given you. Let Alliance and Trust help you to plan for what's next. To learn more and get your free copy of Alliance and Trust's book on financial stewardship, Wisdom Before Wealth, visit friendofbrice.com or call 805-371-8020. That's a great question, and that's where I was kind of going with all this. Number one, I listening to James Lindsay, my prayer that, and I think James is going to come to know Christ the King. I believe, though, that James will do it when God reaches out to him. He's going to have a moment like I did because I lived in my head. I'm not near as smart as James, but I believe that James sees what's going on. He's struggling. A lot of people are telling him their principles, and he's one of those guys that, the, my relationship with Christ, I can tell you about it, but the Holy Spirit is not something that you you hear about. It's something you experience. Yeah, it's the it's not just a principle; it's an experience. And and what we have to realize right now is we have to look at the Bible because here's your answer: we have to look at the Bible, say where we are. If you want, and I know I'm talking to a lot of Christians here, but we have to be able to. Take back the language and communicate the way, like I love Charlie and James, the way that they won't be silenced. They're not going to have that, you know, they're not building the Tower of Babel with, oh, you can't say this or you can't say that. They're going to say what they want. They're going right. to say what drives them. So we have to understand that 
communism, socialism has to dehumanize you to work. That's what they have to do. And we need to let people know that they have to make you less than human. You have to go to your animal sin nature yep. for those to work. So we have to redefine and speak about this over and over again. We have to redefine freedom and what it means to have those freedoms taken away. It's not a catchword. Like they're taking away your choices. I mean, have you noticed that we have less and less choices, whether it's flying, whether it's where we fuel our car, everything. They're taking away your property. They're stealing. That's against the Ten Commandments. They're taking away your kids' right for you to be their parent. They're taking the father out of the home. They're taking away your cars and telling you what you can drive. They're taking away your stoves. They're taking away your shower heads. They're taking away your right to free speech. There's nothing but legislations, legislation globally. And then you have all these nameless, faceless regulators coming in with specifics to take away your rights and freedom. And communism, socialism, and globalism are all, if you want to use this in a consumer language, they're all sin products. And they're all designed to do one thing. And this was important that we need to beat this banner. They're designed to take away your freedom. You don't have a communism problem in America. You have a sin problem in America. When you have sin, you have slavery. So the Dems are real good at selling what they have because they like to talk about feelings and they uh, obliviate the facts. And then some Republicans get so stuck on facts that – they don't be able to describe it. I tell people inside every progressive liberal is a tyrant trying to get out because they have to force you to like their ideas because their ideas can listen. You know why they cancel you? Because their ideas can't compete. With oh, that's why they the won't debate you as Christian. well. Yeah. And so, again, we don't have a communist problem. We don't have a globalist problem. We have a sin problem. And here's the thing. You're not going to figure out the answer. Sword fighting was philosophies. And that's what a lot of people are doing right now. They're out there sword fighting with the different philosophies and understanding. You solve this problem with kingdom solutions. So I'm going to go back again to what I started with. We have to come up with a supernatural, biblical-based strategy. We have to recognize, we have to be driven by... Christ the King and us to recognize the problems and deal with them and have a strategy for them, not to be driven by animal nature. And the thing is this, it starts with the family. It starts with yourself. If everyone, Bryce, I'm telling you, if everyone had a moment like I did in 2008, where they realize is the worst and the best thing at the same time, who you're not and more importantly, who God is, and you just give your entire operating system over to Christ the King. You met 30 million people doing that. We would solve America's problem in less than a month and the world's problem in less than two months because you would have a moral operating system that doesn't come from a human animal nature, but Christ the King. And so people may not have your platform to get out and talk, but they have friends. They have a family. And it starts with, like the Bible says, when John the Baptist came, repenting, making restitution. You know, if you tell on yourself, Satan has nothing to hold over you. He's the accuser. 
a lot of people are being blackmailed in our government and other high positions of power because they're living yes. in shame. The whole thing about Christ is he came and said, you know, I forgive you. It's over. Tell on yourself. They have nothing to hold over you. I think the American people would understand that. But we can't sword fight, you know, with philosophy. We have to fight with spiritual solutions. So first we have to do get Christ back into the family. The, the kingdom of God works with light and leaven. So we have an American identity problem in the church because we're focused more on the counterfeit problems, socialism, communism, globalism, than the actual kingdom of God. We need to put less light on the counterfeit problem and more light on the real kingdom so that, and then the byproduct is that the counterfeit will be easy to see. So we give it a lot of that oxygen, but we don't see what's going on. I mean, the number one crisis in the Western world is letting the progressive left, the globalist, dismantle kingdom Christianity. That's the number one crisis we have. We're letting, and we're letting them drive us into groups or they, where they name us and they define us. I'm a kingdom Christian. You know, what do you love? I, I love what God loves. What do you hate? I hate what God hates. God hates the sin. He hated the sin I did, but he loved me the sinner. People ask me, where do you stand on abortion? Well, I stand the same place Jesus stands. No, I want to know where you stand. Well, I stand where Jesus mm -hmm. Christ stands. I'm against abortion, but I still love the woman that's having one. I feel for her. I'm not in her shoes, but I'm praying because we all have grace. Here's the thing. Grace can't work if you don't have the fear of the Lord. And if you don't hate sin, you don't fear God. So if you don't hate sin, you don't fear God, and grace doesn't work to its full extent. And we all have common grace because that what makes us realize there's something more. But I, I really believe that this whole counterfeit movement can be exposed when we move back to the original. And when we realize, you know, we have to pray, we have to fight in the supernatural, we have to live our lives like no one else so we can live our life like no one else. Because everyone's, if you want to look at it, everyone's trying to find the kingdom of God. Listen to any song written. Look at any movie, Star Wars, you know, any movie, you, what, the one about the Aqua Kingdom they had with the blue smurf looking people. Um, Steven Spielberg, I can't think of the movie, but yeah, yeah. Avatar, <clears throat> Avatar, everyone's looking for a kingdom because it's wired in us by the king and by the designer, right. God. And, and this is what we need to realize is God lives outside of time, space and matter. He is not one of us. He created us. And we, if we have the kingdom in our heart, then we will draw others light draws light and it'll bring people they want people are hurting you know the people that are transient are hurting people that are not homosexuals that are living in sin are hurting and they don't understand why their lives are falling apart and they're looking for something and we have the answer the answer is christ the king the hope of glory and again why do the heathens rage because they don't want god in their life and over them and the church needs to go back to lordship, to discipleship, 
you know, we have this huge number of evangelical churches and pastors. But there was a study done, I believe it was in Leadership Christianity, and it asked the pastors, you know, why, how do you see yourself in the church as a leader or a feeder? 85% identified as feeders. And we need pastors to stand up and lead. We need fathers to stand up in their home and lead. God isn't looking for an audience model. He's looking for an army model. And it's not an army to go fight in the natural, but it's an army to kill the animal nature in you and to live morally righteously to fight in the supernatural. See, I still believe I've seen signs and wonders. The same God that raised people from the dead still exists today, and he lives in us. I believe it was shown in Jesus Christ's ministry, 25% of his ministry was casting out demons. It's really tough for a humanist to look at this and go, I, I see it's about demons. I would love James Lindsay to actually see a demon cast out by the finger of God. I've seen it. You won't be the same again. Yeah, it, it, It'll blow your mind. And I know that probably upsets some people, but reality is reality. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've, demons, I've... We better realize it. Yeah, I've seen some true demon possession, and um, to be in the presence of that, um, I you know I haven't I haven't seen a demon cast out, but I've seen uh, people under demonic um, control, and it's a it's a um, alarming thing to witness that uh, that does bring you closer to your faith. Um, you know, you know and, I think and, at the end of the day, right? I think at the end of the yeah. day. Um, People falter and they get nervous in their thinking because they start forgetting that God is there and he's with us. If Christ is for me, who can be against me? Amen. And we we get caught up in the noise of the world and we have to stop and take a deep spiritual breath. We need the church to become more spiritual, to realize that what we're fighting is not flesh and blood. And yeah. when you realize that I don't hate the person that's screaming at me. I love them, and I want them to know Christ the King because I know that's the only solving their problem. That's the only way it's going to be solved. Yeah. And so I think as a nation, we have to get back to the true founding roots of this nation, which are spiritual. We have to recognize the overriding problem, which is sin, and the only way to fix that is Christ the King in the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Well— one little factoid, by the way, and then I'll say what I was going to say. Um, I was named after George Whitfield. Whitfield is my middle name, oh, wow. my theologian dad. So it's fun uh, having you talk about him because um, there were some cool, cool stories about him. Benjamin Franklin um, said that uh, whenever he would go to one of his sermons, he uh, he would end up giving all of the money out of his billfold. So he decided to leave his billfold at home for one of those, and he ended up putting his watch in the collection plate because he was so moved. So, um, well, it, it's Whitfield, a, there was a prophetic movement. And here's the thing yeah. I pray. I pray we have a prophetic movement of God still, because I do believe, like Charlie Kirk believes, like Pastor Rob has said, Pastor Rick, that America's best days are ahead of us. I think and it I, can and be. I can't wait until yeah. James Lindsay realizes the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. And then he's with his mind and his intellectual firepower, 
and getting that supergized under the glory of God is going to be something to see. And I, I'm a yeah. huge fan of his. And I think that, you know, the church needs to get back to um, its first love. Amen. Well, I, I think uh, guys like um, uh, Dr. Lindsay and uh, uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson and, and, you know, those those guys I see as C.S. Lewis's in the making because they have the these just incredible uh, horsepower um, in their intellects. And then they are in a relentless pursuit of the truth. And so I, I feel that we get to witness their journey a little bit in real time, you know, getting to know them. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm blessed to, to uh, and, and have a great, great, great affectionate admiration for, for James Lindsay. And he and I have become friends and, and I um, appreciate his journey because it is a relentless uh, pursuit of truth. And I believe if you relentlessly pursue the truth, you will end up at Christ's feet. I have no question. And like I said, he's already been a martyr. He has made his choice and he's yeah. been persecuted for that choice. But yeah. he he's intellectually brilliant. I mean, for knowledge wise, he's a brilliant historian. But for a spiritual yeah. man, he doesn't understand. And I think he knows the Bible. And I would just encourage him to realize that he will get revelation knowledge from the Bible when Christ speaks to him as he reads it. God will reveal to us as we read his word. And then, man, with his grasp of knowledge under the glory of God, it's it's, it's going to be all inspiring. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan. I've never met him, but I think the guy's brilliant. And I, I think he sees the demonic attacks, but we have to be strategic and how we go after it. And, I, and I'd say another thing, we also need to realize that one size doesn't fit all. You know, we live in areas where we can stand out, say what we want, and, and we don't mind the blowback. But there's some people that love God that live in areas where they can't say anything or they'll lose their job, and they have to feed their family. And I would point them to, you know, Daniel in the Bible, when they called him Belshazzar, you know, that wasn't his name. But I'm sure he answered to it. But in his heart, he knew the truth. So in our yeah. minds, we have to stay strong in our minds. If you're in an area where you can't get out yet, stay strong in your mind, know the truth. And God will give you that grace to get through. And, and Jesus was different with the different Pharisees. He was different with different people. That's why supernatural strategy comes. God will give us the words at the proper time. And we yeah. need to and people that grace. That that is a um, a great admonition because you some some folks are let's call it behind enemy lines and they're so deeply embedded in in these things and they have to make some calculated choices. You know, I'm a little bit of the uh, you know damn the torpedoes kind of a guy, and so I'm just going for That's it. And you know, I've put yeah, and I put myself in in all kinds of uh, you know hot water uh, because of it from time to time. I mean, you know, thankfully God's God's blessed me financially, so I can you know weather some. Of that stuff, but I fully expect to be, um, you know, persecuted or prosecuted, um, and and I've kind of reconciled to that in my, you know, in my head, my spirit, my heart, and um, you know, talked about it with my family, um, and so I'm, you know, willing to to take the risks, but but a lot of people can't, uh, but to uh, uh, you know, get, admonish them to, you know 
look for the opportunities where they can and be ready for when they can and to know these things and to stay strong i think is an Im- important thing and and um, you know your words are, are encouraging here because you're right you know christ is the king that's who we need to to go to um that's who i hope we return to as a nation as a whole um i have moments of optimism um that that we're we're heading in that path in some fun ways i see that you know and then i also you know see the the possibility of of um you know total collapse but that can be a blessing in itself as well because that's where you return to core communities and um you know i think of how strong people become you know in times of adversity and you know uh god's story is not done on america for sure um i i don't know what it's going to be but i do see some some excitement i see some of what's happening in the youth you see what's happening in movements like TPUSA or or PragerU or others where you have young young kids coming up and and being being a Christian and a conservative is is the height of rebellion right now <laughs> you know well, and that uh, and that's drawing some kids in which amen and and I think one of President Trump's greatest strengths when I talked about earlier how the left is real good with feelings is President Trump had a good balance of feelings and facts and he resonated mm-hmm. with a lot of people and my prayer is that he will have the humility to seek God because he's a guy like James Lindsay, man, under the glory of God. I, don't, I, I believe he's a believer. But if he under knew, if he understood the supernatural that he could get from God by just being humble and having humility, yeah. I learned the hard way that if you don't have humility, you will experience humiliation. And yeah. it's, and, and the thing is this, I, a lot of us that have had success in life, we, we became our own gods. And that's the biggest lie. We were an idol. So it doesn't matter whether you're a Marxist and you're your own idol or whether you're a, you know, a, a budding Christian and your own idol. Sin is sin. And that's the that's right. root cause. So we, we remember that and it shows us that I can't judge someone else because I know what I was like and God forgave me. The neat thing yeah. about us, against different from communism, socialism, globalism, is the kingdom of God is forgiveness and redemption. And that's and not, none of those others offer that. There's, they offer subjugation, compromise, and dehumanization. So yeah. I, I, think, I think our best days are ahead of us, but we have to be just very focused on rebuilding our families, turning our lives over to God and, and watch him supernaturally transform everyone in our orbit. And um, first it happens to you, then it happens through you. So Amen. I think it's good. Amen. Well, Amen. hey, before I let you go, um, you text me that you um, watched What is a Woman um, via Twitter over the weekend. Um, you know, love to love to hear your thoughts first. Um, you know, that, that, uh, Elon Musk's, uh, the, the controversy surrounding it for the audience who doesn't know is it, it, uh, it nearly did not happen because it was censored. Um, and it was censored by internal forces at Twitter while Elon Musk was in China and, uh, Elon Musk, you know, heard about it because everybody started direct, uh, messaging and tweeting him. 
saying, hey, what's the deal? I thought you were, you know, for not censoring these things. And uh, and so he responded. And not only did he remove um, the uh, censorship of it, the person who was responsible for that, the, their head of trust and safety resigned. And then he tweeted it out himself. So um, it ended up kind of having the Streisand effect. And I think it's up to 170 million views, uh, oh, yeah. which is uh, unbelievable. So I'd love to get your uh, your thoughts on it. I, I thought it was brilliant. I think Matt Walsh. I don't know Matt, but I think he did an amazing job. And and what he did again was show how someone can take a minor kingdom, make it counterfeit. You know, we the Bible says we are made in the image of God, male and female. And God says, be be fruitful, multiply, and subdue the earth. If you look yes. at the root of that, it's to have children and cultivate the earth. The counterfeit kingdom of transgender and human humanism and really the climate change stuff is that the earth subdues us, that we destroy us over the earth when that's not what God said. God said, cultivate the earth because it's there for us. And multiply, you know, be fruitful and multiply. You can't do that with same-sex marriage. And again, what they're attacking are kids, families. And I saw doctors that was just embarrassing that were just lying. And they, and they always said, did you notice that word? They would go, well, that's their story. Yes. And again, that's what Satan would say is it's, it's your story. When all of history is his story. Amen. Yeah, I saw a, uh, I, I saw a response to somebody um, online and, and a gynecologist um, uh, responded back to a picture of, uh, you know, Dylan, uh, Mulvaney, uh, because the thing is, is this a, is this a woman? And, um, and the gynecologist said, well, I'm a gynecologist here in a, of course it's a woman. Um, and, uh, you know, so obviously completely absurd, uh, cause a gynecologist should know what a woman is, but, um, but it was, yeah, um, uh, completely insane. And, and her response was you bigot at the end of it, of course, because if we accept that there are men and women, um, you know, then of course we're bigots. Well, no, it's, it's look, anytime anyone calls you a name. In a conversation, it, what they do is they're defaulting to a mechanism where they don't have an argument, so they just yeah. scream out a name. It's again, they're trying to control the language. They got to build the Tower of Babel, and they can't build the Tower of Babel if you realize there's a male and a female. They need 47 different types of gender, and they're going to tell you how to say them. And I love that one doctor, that psychiatrist. She was very sharp. The older lady, she was, lady, yeah, on target. And I, I really appreciated the guy that was, or the gal that had transgendered to a guy speaking truth. And here's the thing. If, Scott, if Scott to, Nugent's been on this show Scott before, Nugent, yeah. If you have to cover up the truth, if you have to, see, that's, again, that's communism, that's humanism, that's sin. Sin has to tell you what to believe, it has to dehumanize you, and it has to get anything moved forward by force. And so it's... It was great. I love the the shots in Africa where you have people going, yeah, yeah, that's that's not a woman, you know. They, they, yeah. Women, because see, here's the thing: women produce life, and they were saying, well, they can't because they can't produce life. That's basically what they were translated as saying. You know, they can't mm -hmm. be a woman can't give birth and produce life. 
you know, you can call yourself anything you want, but your identity is in Christ. He made us male and female. And up until a few years ago, we called that general gender dysphoria. Yeah. And and the thing is, it prevents people that are actually having issues from getting treatment. No, and that's what's sad is because there's people that are, I mean, really, truly caught up in, in you know, a, a, just a terrible time with this stuff. And it's being encouraged instead of getting them proper treatment, care, and, you know, they need to be loved upon and they need to be ministered to and they need to be treated, um, you know, not not told that, um, you know, they're in the wrong body. I mean, it's that's absurd. And, um, you know, my heart goes out to them. Yeah, and they're being lied to by them they're broken and like a lot of people whether you're yeah. broken because of that or you're broken because you're morally bankrupt because you're sleeping with everyone else and you know messing around at the end of the day broken people break people and they can't and you know it's all rooted in sin and the only way you're going to get rid of that is to put christ on the throne that's right and that's, that's right amen experience. yeah amen well, thank you, brother. I appreciate you spending the time with me as always. Um, you know, you're one of my favorite, favorite friends, favorite people on earth. So I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate it. And we'll have to talk sometime. I had a great talk the other day about the state of the military with a good buddy of mine and how they oh, just yeah. destroyed the Marines readiness. And so let me know. We'll, uh, we'll go over Yeah, our, our end strength. Shocking. Yeah, our end strength has never been lower. It's a it's a true crisis, and um, you know we, yeah, we're we're in real trouble there. Well, yeah, fallen people in areas of leadership and pushing an animal nature, and there's no strategy in that, and it always ends in death and destruction. And when you're in the military, you can really accelerate that quick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, thank you, sir, Dr. Keith Rose. Where do we follow you again? You can follow me at The Scalpel. It's my podcast. It's called The Scalpel with Dr. Keith Rose. We're eventually going to go to video, but I want to be able to do it good, well, like you do. And so yeah. um, I'm going to be exploring a lot of this as far as I just kind of scratched the surface with you, but our modern t Tower of Babel, and I want to apply it to specific events that are happening in the world today in our military and the intelligence services and why they're trying to just destroy the family because I do believe that there is a strategy forward and I'm going to be doing several podcasts on that strategy. I think it's, it's great to identify it and to clarify it, but with the Bible, we can actually rectify it. Cutting down to the truth through history and experience. This is The Scalpel with Dr. Keith Rose. Consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Connect with The Scalpel on Twitter at The Scalpel Edge, on Instagram and Facebook at The Scalpel Podcast, or the website scalpeledge.com. Another episode is coming soon. Subscribe and share today wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's keep freedom rolling.